0: An example of a textual problem that is a little bit more difficult to solve than the problem in Revelation 1-4 is found in Matthew chapter 27, verses 16 and 17. Here is a place where the external evidence and the internal evidence do not line up. In Matthew 27, 16, it says, At that time they had in custody a notorious prisoner named Jesus Barabbas, and verse 17, So after they had assembled, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? Now, what's interesting here is that the word Jesus before Barabbas in each verse is only found in a handful of later manuscripts. The vast majority of our manuscripts, including our earliest manuscripts and our best manuscripts, do not have the name Jesus before Barabbas in fact when you look at the external evidence you'd have to say date and character of manuscripts tells us that it says whom do you want me to release for you barabbas or jesus who is called the christ and uh, this is why we have a difficulty here the external evidence date and character geographical distribution genealogical solidarity all go in the direction of saying there is no name jesus before barabbas in either verse 16 or verse 17. however when we look at the internal evidence, now we see a different picture. There is no reason that we can come up with that a scribe would accidentally add the name Jesus before Barabbas in either verse 16 or verse 17. In fact, you go back several verses before you see the name of Jesus listed in the text where you could have a possible what's called ditography, writing twice what should have been written once. And it's, it's highly unlikely that a scribe could have accidentally added the name Jesus before Barabbas, especially in two verses right in a row. And so uh, th- there's not a good argument to say that the scribes accidentally added the name Jesus. Is there a reason why a scribe would intentionally add the name Jesus be- before the name of this notorious prisoner, Barabbas? The only reason that I can come up with as to why a scribe would do that is if he were a malicious scribe who wanted to give the same name that Jesus Christ had to this notorious prisoner. But these same manuscripts do not show any evidence of malice. They are faithful scribes, to the, for the most part, who are trying to copy out the text in front of them. But uh, they, they don't have evidence. They don't show evidence of changing the text for malicious reasons. In fact, they harmonize Matthew, Mark, and Luke in many places because the differences in the wording look to them almost like discrepancies. And consequently, uh, it's difficult to attribute faulty motives to these scribes in that part. Now, when we look at uh, the uh, transcriptional evidence, then we'd have to say it's difficult to come up with a valid reason as to why any scribes would intentionally add the name Jesus before Barabbas. Let's ask the other question. Would scribes intentionally take away the name Jesus before the name Barabbas? And now, all of a sudden, there's all sorts of reasons, and the most immediate one that goes all the way back to Origen, who was a writer in the 3rd century, a very influential uh, uh, church scholar whose writings influenced later generations of scribes, fathers, and other Christian leaders. He said that uh, there is no wicked person who has the name Jesus in Scripture, and therefore Barabbas doesn't have the first name of Jesus. It's not a very good argument, but it's the argument that he gave. It was kind of a genuflected argument saying, only Jesus Christ is the one we worship. We don't want to give this name to anybody else. Now, Old Testament Joshua had that name. That's the the name in in Greek is Jesus, or it's transliterated as Jesus. But uh, no evil person had this name. Now, the reality is that there are plenty of reasons why scribes would not want to have the name Jesus before Barabbas because Barabbas was a bad guy and they don't want to see this comparison with Jesus Christ. However, as you look at this text, what's fascinating is you get into verse 17 and it says, whom should I release to you, Jesus, Barabbas, or Jesus, the one called Christ? Why would Pilate have to add the words, the one called Christ, unless he's making an explicit contrast with another Jesus who has a different surname, if you will. In other words, he's saying if, if Jesus were not part of Barabbas in Pilate's statement in verse 17, he would say, whom should I release to you, Barabbas or Jesus the Christ? But he wouldn't have to say Jesus the one called Christ. He might even say Jesus Christ, but he would not have to say Jesus the one called That is additional information to distinguish this Jesus from a different Jesus. So externally, we're dealing with not the best manuscripts that have this, but it is possible that they could well go back to the original all by themselves. And most scholars would say yes, they most likely do, although we sure wish we had some better evidence for this and internally the evidence is extremely compelling that Matthew wrote originally Jesus in both Matthew 27:16 and Matthew 27:17. Well let me sum up then. The external evidence seems to argue that there is no Jesus with the name Barabbas in either verse 16 or verse 17, but the internal evidence argues that the name Jesus Barabbas is found in both 16 and 17. And as we begin to examine these data, the question that we must always ask, that is foremost in our minds, is choose the reading which best explains the rise of the others. And clearly, in this instance, the reading that best explains the rise of the others is that Jesus Barabbas is what the evangelist wrote in both verse 16 and verse 17, and scribes as well as church fathers like Origen, eliminated the name Jesus before Barabbas because it was offensive to them to have that same name given to a notorious criminal that was the name of their Lord and Master Jesus Christ.